Let's just go ahead and open up with prayer. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for blessing us with your presence today. That you are so gracious and so kind that you love to hang out with us. And we just give you this space right now to hear from you, to hear from your Holy Spirit, to hear from your word. And we ask that you would give us hearts towards you, that you would speak to everyone here today, Father, individually for where they're at. Holy Spirit, I ask for your interaction, your encouragement, and your joy over everyone here today. In your name, amen. Thank you, everyone who shared prayed, led a scripture today. That was wonderful. Thank you for your boldness in doing that. I really appreciate that. Um, So today, I'm going to talk a practical message. (laughs) One of the questions that Ben and I hear a lot and have heard for a long time from a lot of different people is, what is my calling? And there's always this, ah, behind it. (laughs) What is my calling? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And there seems to be, for some people, stress related to this, anxiousness related to this, um, confusion even. And so, let me move this stand up. You got it. Ben will get it for me. Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) Um, So... I wanted to talk today a little bit about this, hopefully just to encourage you all, just to encourage you. Um, So let's start out with the first thing. So we see from Jesus that our calling as followers of him, right, is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors, everyone around us, as much as we would love ourselves. That is your calling. Love God. Love people. That's my calling. That's your calling. Now we can all go home, have an early Sunday. (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) So, um, there's part of this that's important because we need to see that really in all of this, that God has a different value system than the world does. God has a different value system than sometimes we do. We get a little tweaked from this. That we see that God is really into looking at our heart, right? Is our heart towards him? Are we loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? And that he cares about that. He cares about who we are more than what we do. And so I know you guys are like, we hear this all the time from Ben. We hear it from you one-on-one from the, on Sunday mornings. <clears throat> and here's, here's a scripture that I love about this, right? And this is that story of, of Samuel coming to the family with all these strapping young men that are, look so good and are strong and, and to pick the one to be the next anointed king of Israel. And God says to Samuel, who's about to pick someone based on how important and amazing and strong they look, and he says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This is straight from the mouth of God. 
that this is his value system. This is what he sees. But that's not my focus today, right? Because that's like kind of a churchy answer, love God and <laughs> love our neighbors, because we hear that a lot. So I want to bring it more to you, because we see from Scripture that God created us as individuals, and that matters. So actually, let me, let me go back real quick because I forgot to mention that one of the things that we need to talk about real fast is that if you love God and love people, there are free rewards. <laughs> because first of all, let me say, if you're loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, as you grow closer to him, sins that have trapped you, sins that have held you back, or habits that get in the way, or mindsets, or fear, or anxiety, they start to drop away. And so when that happens, then it frees your mind to have room and space. It frees your emotions to have room and space for joy, for peace, for grace. And then that allows that room to invite people in. And as we have less baggage to carry, we have more room to invite others in. Mm -hmm. And so it's this beautiful thing where there are rewards that come with this. So... For us as individuals, this is where I really want to go today, that Psalms 139.13, thank you, Chiquetta, <laughs> you made all of the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. I love this picture of God carefully crafting us in this quiet, private, special place where he's pouring parts of himself into us. And what about this one, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. This idea of the masterpiece is as someone who has put thought and practice and love and, and ideas and creativity and time into something that is beautiful, yeah. that they had a vision and then they make it happen. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us, created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us so long ago. Mm-hmm. So God does have an original, unique calling for each of you. There's the overarching one for all of us and then there's one for you. Sorry, I'm having a hard time seeing my contacts are bugging me this morning. Um, So how do we get to that unique calling? How do we get there? Let me tell you, take a deep breath. You're already there. Because this calling is not a destination. It's not like when you go on a trip and like, yay, we made it to Paris or we made it to wherever. It's no, our calling is a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a journey that you are already on. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath and just let some of the stress and anxiety about, did I reach my calling? We're all not there yet, right? We're all on it together. So now here comes the practical stuff, right? How do we progress 
in this calling journey. Because we don't want to stay in one place. We want to progress. So the first and most important thing is spend time with God. Right. Spend time with him. Unrushed worship time. Unrushed listening time. Because what's going to happen with that, right? You're going to hear from God how he thinks about you. How he loves you. How he crafted you. He's going to point out things in you that are that he put in there just, just for you. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, he may bring some adjustment, <laughs> right? That time of closeness, sometimes he points out something that's like, hey, sweetie, you need to, you need to work on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he does bring that joy, that encouragement, that I love you. Look at what I, look at my masterpiece. Think of yourself as my masterpiece. Uh, Sorry, so I love this quote by Maya Angelou, American author, poet, and civil rights activist. She says, I found that I knew not only that there was a God, but that I was a child of God. When I understood that, when I comprehended that, more than that, when I internalized that, ingested that, I became courageous. How amazing is that? How many of us have taken time to pause and to really consider what does it mean when we are God's child? That should affect us. That should transform how we feel about ourselves. That should transform how we think. And what a beautiful thought to sit down and really, I mean, she talks about ingesting that, chewing it, swallowing it, let it affect in a nutritional way our spirit, right? right? It's so beautiful. Okay, the next thing, number two in progressing in our calling, ask God and invite God. Mm-hmm. Invite God into this journey. So first of all, asking God, where should I go? What should I do? So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, you all know this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. But God's side of this is that he will show you which way to go. Mm -hmm. God will show you which way to go. And then on a daily, daily time, we can invite God into that process for that day. I do this a lot. God, Help me listen to you today. Help me to obey you today. Help me to have ears that are open to hear what you might say for me today. Invite him into the daily process, because if we invite him in daily, then we're going to make each step correct along the way. Every step of the journey is going to be hand in hand with him, and you will progress in your journey in a beautiful way. Here's another one, Psalms 37, 23, and 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. 
Look at that. God delights in every detail of your life. He loves you. All right, number three, absorb the fact that God has crafted and equipped you for your calling. Absorb the fact that God has crafted and equipped you for your calling. So let's go back again to the verse that we read earlier, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do. God crafted and created you so you can do the things that he planned for you. God didn't just create you, set out this kind of future ahead of you, and then say, good luck figuring out how to get there. (laughs) No, he has equipped you. Your personality, your spiritual giftings, your talents, the things that you have experienced are all part of God's equipping you in this journey. So part of this made me think of what Marie does for her job. Marie customizes packs for dogs that go on hikes with their owners. Now, when we had Turtle early on, she was crazy on walks. And so we would put a pack on her with weight on it and give her a job, right? And she (laughs) really did well. And so we just bought one off the rack. But if you go look at Marie's website, there are pictures of these dogs that are going on incredible journeys with their owners. And these owners have asked Marie to craft these harnesses and these packs because it doesn't chafe. It fits. The weight is going to be balanced on these dogs. And so they can go long distances without pain and discomfort and be able to carry the weight. And I see This bigger dog on the left, he even has a collapsible water bowl or food bowl. So you can attach other things, put things in the pockets. This is kind of the image that I got of God giving you equipment for what he planned for you long ago. And it is individually crafted like these harnesses. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one, progressing in our calling journey, number four, recognize what your motives are. Are your motives to follow what God has planned for you or to look good, be important, have fame, get it perfect, get it right? (laughs) Or maybe you're motivated by worry, anxiety, comparison, and these things are preventing you from stepping into the fullness of what God has created you to be. Where are your motives coming from? Sometimes we need to check in with this. We need to spend time with this before the Holy Spirit and make sure that are our motives to love God and obey God and to love others with all that we've got? Or have we kind of gotten tweaked a little bit by other things? So sometimes we just need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. This is a good thing to check this. And God's forgiveness and grace is there every single time. Mm -hmm. The next one, don't look down on past jobs and experiences that you've had. You know, I've had people that have said, but I've only ever had this kind of job, or I've only ever done this, or I haven't traveled, or I haven't had... God has a purpose and a plan, and you never know how they're all going to come together. Let me tell you some of the jobs that I've had. (laughs) 
before. My first job after moving back from Uganda when I was a teenager was at a boarding and grooming pet store that was attached to a vet. So my job was to ring up the customers, take care of the pets that were boarding, and sometimes take them to the vet for checkups or shots. There's a lot of poop involved, a lot of food involved, a lot of activity involved. That was my first job. I've been a violin and a flute teacher. I worked in hospital admitting in both inpatient, outpatient lab, and my favorite, the ER. <laughs> um, I was a substitute teacher. I worked for a company that did website and print design. I've been an executive assistant multiple times and an accountant. I don't have a degree for any of that stuff. <laughs> but that's the journey that God has taken me on. And along the way, I learned valuable stuff that I use all the time. God has taught me things that not only do I use for personal life, but that I share with other people. So don't, don't ever look down on what you've done in the past. It has value. It has importance. And you may not feel it or see it right now, but you will. You will do. You'll learn that. All right, learn to be content and do everything for God. I think this is a tough one. <laughs> we could probably spend a whole Sunday or maybe multiple Sundays just on this point. But Philippians 4, 11 through 13, Paul talks about, I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances, right? That man went through everything. And is talking about learning how to be content in the middle of it all, whether it's good or bad or difficult or easy. And then Colossians 3.23 and Ephesians 6.7 are very similar, but together it says, work willingly with enthusiasm <laughs> at everything you do as unto the Lord. One day I stumbled across these scriptures and it was this realization of, I can do the dishes for God. That is literally the first thing that came to my head. I can do dishes for God. I don't have to be overwhelmed or bummed by them. I can do them as a sacrifice to my father and it matters and i'll tell you that really changes how i feel about doing the dishes right <laughs> and i've actually had some fabulous conversations with god while i'm doing the dishes so it can be good the next one number seven stop any comparison this is another one we could probably spend a whole sunday on right this can sabotage us as humans in a lot of different ways. Start focusing on what God has called you to do. I stumbled across something the other day on Priscilla Shearer's Instagram, and it was a picture of something similar to this. So we see on the right this beautiful ballerina slipper, and on the left, the reality of what that ballerina slipper is hiding. If you want to look up some gnarly photos on the internet, look up ballerina foot, feet. They've got nails that have issues, sore spots, calluses, all kinds of stuff going on. And she wrote, This reminds me of our tendency to look at the beautiful side of someone else's life and envy it without considering the cost they paid for it. The price endured, the time spent, the wounds incurred, the sweat poured out, 
the discipline required. Be careful. When you find yourself longing for what someone else has, ask them to show you the underside first, the real side, the side that bears the scars of what they've been through, and then take a step back and ask yourself, is that a slipper that I really want to wear? I just thought that was so powerful and so good because sometimes we look at people that are doing certain things and it's okay to admire people and to appreciate what they do. But if we then start to pattern our life after them without asking God if that's what we're supposed to do, we can end up with scars and wounds that God never intended us to have in the first place. What has that person gone through? What pain have they suffered? What injustices have they endured that you weren't created for? Because there are gifts that are given with your individual calling. Mm -hmm. Grace for what God has called you to do. Joy for what God has called you to do. Wisdom and provision for what God has called you to do. And let me tell you that if you chase after someone else's giftings, those gifts are not going to be there in the same way, or they may not be there at all. You can struggle greatly in life in ways that you don't need to just because you're trying to be what God did not create you to be. But when we do what God asks us to do, all of those gifts are there in abundance. The only journey that will truly inspire you is your own. The only journey that you will have the stamina for is your own. These are important things. Don't compare. Spend time with God. Let him show you who you are. Number eight, don't look constantly ahead. (laughs) This is hard to do, right? Because we have that idea that our calling is something there, up ahead, and so we're looking ahead all the time. But what does God have around you to do right now? Right Right now. What things has he asked you to do? What people has he asked you to reach out to? So Ben and I had an opportunity years ago for the church back in Portland to hire us for a job because his job ended. And it was kind of like, we feel bad that we're ending your job, so we're going to give you another one. And so Ben and I prayed about it. And we're like, no, what does God want for us now? What does he have around for us now? Because we knew at that point already that God was calling us to start a church somewhere eventually. But it wasn't the time. So what does God have for us now? So we talk, he talked to the pastor and he said, I, I, I'm not taking that job. I'm going to go get a job, make some money. What did the church need help with? What area does the church need help with? And we ended up being the, one of the young adult professional leaders over one of the campuses. And in that, the journey, what we learned and gained and the experience Ben had got and the people that he was able to touch in those couple of years was incredible. And then part of those years was also us, God breathing into us the vision of this church. But we could have gotten sidetracked by taking another job, by looking, or by looking forward and, and God, what about there? How do we get there? How do we get there? No, we, we got to pause sometimes and, and see what's around us right now. Because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good 
We're almost done here. You guys are doing good. Number nine, relax. Sometimes there's a pause. <laughs> and I put quotes around that because sometimes in life, things happen that make us feel like there's now a roadblock to what God has for us. Or God's, I've heard this a lot, God's put me on a shelf. He's not using me anymore right now. Something happened. That's not it at all. <laughs> sometimes our journey takes us on to places that are part of the journey, like motherhood. I remember for a while feeling like taking care of kids was, if I take care of my kids, I can't do this. I'm here now doing what God asked me to do, and one of my children's at Bible college and one sitting right there with me. We made it. <laughs> but there could be a lot of things in life that come, like a job that you take just because you need to provide for your family. Or a family crisis or an illness. Things can come into life that make us feel like our calling has been put on hold, but that's not it. Yeah. God knew that those things were going to happen. And so he wove them into the journey of your calling. Mm -hmm. And the things that you will learn in those moments of pause mm -hmm. are valuable and important for that journey. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rejoice in it. Ask God to show you the good in it, the blessing in it, the learning of it. Number 10 in progressing in our calling journey, part of your calling is healing. All of us go through life and have things that come up and are hard, that hurt, that bring pain, that bring scars, that bring wounds, or relationships that are broken. Part of the journey that God is taking you on is one of restoration and healing. And again, he knew those things were coming. And so he wants to provide you the grace and the health and the healing to recover from those, to restore mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. And then to weave those things into the tapestry of who you are as a human being mm -hmm. that brings beauty and glory to God. And then in turn, you can also reach out to others and link arms and say, we got this. If I can come through this, you can come through that. Mm -hmm. God can bring you through the same way that he brought me through. And so get healing. Get, get therapy. Get counsel. Go to your friends. Go to your pastors. What do you need to get healing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that the stuff that you're carrying right now that feels so heavy just as becomes a part of you covered by the grace and the forgiveness and the love of God. And then you can move on. Number 11, your calling involves people. It does. Mm -hmm. Sorry. If you're one of those people that says, I really don't like people. <laughs> love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love people. Yeah. <laughs> and so the first part of this is people that are a support system to you, your friends, your church family, your regular family, some of your coworkers, support system to love, encourage, be there when things are tough. God put people in your lives to be a support and a benefit to you. And the second group of people is people for you 
to share Jesus with. Your coworkers, I don't work where you work. I can't share Jesus with your coworkers. I don't go to all your Thanksgiving meals and see your family. I don't go to the same grocery stores. I don't think so anyway. <laughs> who do you have around you on a regular basis because of who you are, right. because of the journey right. that you are on, right. because of the vocation that you have? Who does God have in your life that no one else has access to, that maybe no one else shows the love of Jesus to, that maybe no one else prays for? You matter. You are important. You are vital. You are possibly life-bringing to those people. And you are there because you're there. And God has also put you into, the, into their lives. And some of your personality, some of the things that you like, some of the things that you like to do are on-ramps and easy ways for those people to get to know you, and then you can direct them to Jesus. Your personality and what you do and think and say and read and watch and all of that matters. Because it's going to be something that someone else can connect with. Ben and I want to help you in this in any way. Maybe you are somewhere in your journey right now that maybe you do need a little bit of course correction. That's okay. It's just okay. As long as you come before God, repent of what you've done, take his forgiveness, Mm -hmm. and then ask him where you're supposed to be going. It's okay. It doesn't need to be a heavy big deal. It can be that simple. Mm-hmm. And some of you just need encouragement that you're okay. You're doing good. Yeah. You're headed the right direction. Some of you need to just take a moment and pause. Maybe literally just ask God, can you show me where you have directed my steps even when I wasn't aware? Can you show me where things that I have learned or done can benefit others? Can you show me how I matter, how you have equipped me? He'll show you. Because he loves you and he wants you to understand how he has made you, how he has equipped you. He wants you to succeed in this journey. Because the cool thing is, when we get to heaven and the earth is remade, we're still going to have stuff to do. It's going to feel very different than here, but that journey does not stop. That journey continues. Our calling, who we are, does not go, go away. The giftings that God gave us does not go away in that moment. We are still us. And so get comfortable with you. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are equipped. You are called. You are gifted. Mm-hmm. Let me pray. Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, I just love imagining the care that you put in making us who we are. 
And God, I pray for anyone here today that maybe it feels like they're just in the, headed the wrong direction or maybe lost. And God, I just pray that you would bring encouragement, that you would bring forgiveness, that you would bring purposeful direction. Mm-hmm. And God, I pray for everyone here, Lord, that we would truly, through your eyes, see our value. And God, for any of us that maybe feel like we don't know what our spiritual giftings are because you promise that you have given us all spiritual giftings, Mm -hmm. Lord, help us to discover those with your grace, with your guidance. God, I pray that over the next month, as people spend time with you, that it would be a time of hearing from you how you see us, how you equipped us, how you want to use us, how we are valuable. Let it be something that is such a part of us that it changes how we view what we do every day, including doing dishes. (laughs) That it changes how we view our neighbors, that it changes how we view our job and gives us courage. Gives us courage to to speak of you, to bring words of life to you, about you, to the people that you have brought into our lives. God, let us be bold. Let us be courageous. Mm-hmm. Let us all move forward in the paths and the ways that you have directed for us to go. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Thank you so much for spending time with us today on this snowy day. <laughs> you are so loved. And if any of you have more questions about this or just want encouragement about this, please reach out to the people around you or to Ben and I, we'd love to help you with this, to encourage you to help you see how beautiful a creation you are. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon.